0: Love, enlightenment, pleasure. The Priory Society podcast.
1: When I looked into the other room where my husband was and the other lady, I saw her on top of him, kind of like her ass was up in the air. So I knew she was doing something to him. So I'm thinking, okay, it's all good. So I just walked into the bedroom, and then that's when he started taking off my clothes.
0: Welcome back home to the Priory Society Podcast. Today we have another episode of Confessions from the Swingers Next Door. And it's actually a really important topic. We are so happy to have this awesome couple with us live. They are going to share what happened to them after they experienced a divide and conquer scenario from an advanced couple.
2: I can't believe that my wife moved this quick. She was so nervous. I just figured she would show some resistance. She didn't stop him. She didn't say, no, don't get back on me. But we don't even know if you put a condom on the second time. Right. She doesn't remember.
1: I did not yeah. want this lifestyle to tear apart a 30-year marriage. Right. I'm
2: like, you didn't give a shit where I was when you were fucking. So, you know, why do you give a shit now?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You're telling us by kick that your emotions, Bob, were fucking with you big time. Yeah, like, how bad yeah. did it get? And I want to hear from Karen, too.
1: It was really bad. I mean, he at one point mentioned that he wanted to commit suicide.
2: I was going to take her some roses, hug her, kiss her at work, and then I was going to leave, go see my mom. I'd already texted my kids and my brother and just told them I loved them all. And I was just going to come home and kill myself because at this point I was blaming myself more. I was past blaming her Mm -hmm. and I was like, I didn't protect her. I didn't take care of her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just I I let this happen to her. And I didn't know she was drunk the whole time. So now I'm just in full self-drink mode.
3: The other thing I wanted to share with the listeners is a little trick that I use. If I'm having a hard time getting an erection, sweetie, would this be valuable data for the listeners?
0: Oh, my God. So I think everybody would benefit from hearing
3: this. Okay, so here's the trick. This is also for Bob. Maybe he can use this. I like to carry around a little bit of lettuce because I have to coax my dick out. (laughs) I hold the lettuce just below my belly button, Uh and I hold the lettuce Right where the meat button is. Right. You know, with a concave part where it it goes in. Uh And I try to coach and coax the penis to come out. Yes. Yeah. And so it works.
0: Okay, baby. A little bit of lettuce. Are you hungry? Yeah. Let us us have sex. (laughs) So you always have some romaine lettuce or something like that, you know?
4: Cabbage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh
0: welcome to the priory society this sexy lifestyle podcast is for sexually open-minded people our listeners want to explore their sexual fantasies and desires by participating in the swinging lifestyle this show is designed to chronicle our journey and experiences we are not therapists and we do not give medical or professional advice we broadcast for entertainment purposes only this podcast contains explicit language and is intended for mature audiences Welcome back home to the Priory Society Podcast. Today, we are talking about a really important issue in the lifestyle, which is what happens when things can go wrong. We have a couple with us, Bob and Karen, and they are going through a very interesting experience right now. They met up with a couple that did the divide and conquer on them. And sweetie, what do you have to say about that? We did an episode about this, on episode number
3: four. Yeah, episode number four was very powerful because it happened to us. And when we heard from this couple... We wanted to get their perspective mm-hmm. on what happened. Yeah. It's pretty critical that a newbie understands the different ways a date can turn very quickly. Exactly. You might be excited. But instead of us talking about our past experience yeah. that people can listen to on episode four, right. let's bring in Bob and Karen mm-hmm. from Tennessee. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and let's talk to them and let's find out how the lifestyle is treating them three months in. Yes. Right? <laughs> Bob, Karen, you guys with us? We're here.
4: We're here. Good to have you guys. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm happy that you were able to make some time to jump on with us. And so just to give our listeners some perspective, give us a quick one minute version, a little bit about you guys, you know, how long you've been together, how long you've been in the lifestyle and what's your current play level? What are you comfortable doing in the lifestyle, whether it's a full swap or just flirty dates and that that way uh, people can understand who they're listening to.
2: Yeah. We've been married for 30 years. Uh, we met actually out in Oceanside, California, when I was in the Marine Corps. We dated for about 10 months, got married. Then we moved back to Tennessee uh, after I got out of the Marine Corps. Uh, we have three great children. And so we spent most of our lives raising them and you know doing things with them. In church, active in church, active in their lives. And then they got older, and uh, I began to play some live music around town with my brother. They just kind of have a hobby, something to do. And then when I hit about 47, my libido just kicked back in for some reason. And Mm. I just was uh, wanting to have sex all the time. Um, (laughs) And unfortunately, at this time, my wife was, um, she was tired quite a bit. She just, didn't have a lot of energy and things, mm-hmm. uh, but we talked about it. We've always communicated well, and we talked about it, about what I needed, about what she needed. So yeah. over the last year, she's lost over 40 pounds, uh, wow. gained a lot of confidence, and our sex life has gotten much better. But we also began to share some fantasies that we had, some things that we want to do as we grow We We don't want to grow old and have regrets that right. yes. we didn't do things we wanted, and mm-hmm. So we were sitting one night in a restaurant about three years ago when this first happened. And she said, well, what if I just gave you permission like a hall pass? And my jaw just kind of dropped. (laughs) You're like,
0: huh? (laughs)
2: Yeah. But I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have me benefit and not her. So we began to discuss an open marriage. We discussed threesomes. We discussed swinging and Mm We just talked about this for a good while, but our sex life was so good. We, you know, we were just kind of talking about it, role playing a little bit in the bed, yeah. you know, different people and things like that. And then it finally got to the point that we're like, ah. So about three months ago, we bought a paid membership to a site. And begin to explore and look and, you know, had a date with one couple and then a date with another couple. And, you know, quite a few things messaging back and forth.
0: Right. So what happened with the date with your first couple that you met? Was that just a coffee drink date or a meet and greet at a bar? Were you planning on playing because you were so you've been fantasizing for so long? How did that go down?
1: Well, we decided just to text them and meet them at a local restaurant that's Mm -hmm. around here in town. And um, we didn't really know if we were going to play or not, because at this time, we were both still really nervous. We really didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah. So our our plans were to just talk. We, we like to be able to meet the couple first and see if there's some sort of a connection
4: yeah. there. Smart. So, to do that.
1: Yeah, that. smart. So we got to the restaurant and we met each other and it, it seemed to be going well. We talked, to I don't know, a couple hours at least inside the restaurant and then another hour at least outside of the restaurant um, and just kind of told them what we were looking for and stuff of that nature. And with four adults, it's kind of hard to get everybody's schedule together right um, to be able to meet so we were never able to meet again mm-hmm. um but i have had contact with her okay several times because i, I feel really close to her
2: that's cool so they, they did, did some do- toy shopping
0: yeah oh, so you met with the chick <laughs> now before you left the date that night did you do a little makeout session some touching grabbing
3: grabbing of the dick or the boobies <laughs> or anything
1: we did not like I said, we were still kind of nervous on even what we were supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> we thought maybe if we just met first, maybe, you know, if we were able to meet again, maybe we could just, you know, engage in soft swap and see what that was like first. Yeah. Yeah, it's
3: very smart to take it slow. So you met that one couple. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure, hey, I remember when we were having our flirty dates, just being with another couple that had potential to play. (laughs) That was enough to just fuel our own sex life. Yeah,
0: we'd go home and just get at it.
3: (laughs) Now, did that kind of get you a bit more excited about getting out there more and meeting more couples?
2: They told us, they said, you're going to go home and have great sex tonight. <laughs> and, and, and we did. But we have great sex all the time. But we, yeah. but it was a little more enhanced that night. Yeah. yeah and sure. it was a very comfortable date. I mean, you know, we hugged. There was a little like touching on the arms and of the back. You know, it was it was very comfortable. But they were in and we felt like that we were probably in. But we must mention they were not a married couple. They just played together in the lifestyle. Mm. Um, they are single. Yeah. Uh, but they play together because we reached out to him first for a possible just a threesome. Mm-hmm. And then we decided we should do this together the first time. Right. You know, we we need to both benefit. Sure. And so he said he had a friend that played. And so that's what we went with meeting the two of them together. So th- the scheduling issue a lot was because they weren't necessarily a married couple that yeah. was together all the time. That's so right. That caused uh, pro- and we actually wanted we wanted to play with them. But we just we just couldn't work out the scheduling.
3: Yeah, Got that it. makes sense. And that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, the schedule alone, uh, when you either have careers, children, yeah. uh, obligations to, uh, I don't know, church, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. We have a lot of listeners who are heavily involved in their church oh, and yeah. they have that freaky side and they are able to enable that partition. Now, you guys had a <laughs> religious upbringing as well. Did you say you were involved in the church a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how you can make that connection and make that distinction within your freaky side and your carnal desires? And also, (laughs) you could still have a great belief and you could still feel good about going to the building, going singing the songs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you guys still attend church regularly?
2: We don't have a church right now, but it's not because of this lifestyle. Right. Um, We were in a very strict holiness church. Uh, Women don't cut their hair. Um, Mm. They wear skirts, uh, no makeup. Sure. Uh, Now, I wasn't raised in that. I was raised in a church of God, which wasn't quite as strict. And in this church we were in, uh, I taught children's church. I ran a Bible camp. uh, My wife taught kindergarten. Mm. So we were very involved. Our kids all went to the Christian school there. But that's one thing that you have to reconcile is this is our marriage. And I think some things are misunderstood about marriage that are more men's teaching than than the Bible. And Mm. we feel like this is our marriage. And while You know, there's some dangers to swapping, to doing things like this. There are. Sure. But if you're strong enough in your marriage that you have a deep enough love to want to share these things and allow one another these desires to be fulfilled, and we feel like this is our marriage, and if we agree to it, then why would God have a problem with it?
4: Right. Right.
3: Yeah, you're still driving the bus. I mean, you're still in charge of your life, and you're still out there in control. Right. It takes a powerful person to realize For that sure. you have a finite time here. You're doing your thing, and you want to maximize your your pleasure and your experiences together. Yeah, and that's something that I believe a lot of people struggle with. We did in the very beginning. Yes, you know, super nervous, super scared. Oh my goodness, lightning is going to come down on right. us. You know, just <laughs> yeah, you guys. Right. I mean, everything. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> but it's I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get cancer. You know, I'm gonna yeah, something's something, gonna <laughs> something bad's gonna the waters are and,
0: gonna part. You know, <laughs> we're
2: gonna get a like, big flood or something.
3: I'm gonna but, get get a girl pregnant.
2: <laughs> no. Right, exactly. okay. Hopefully, just not my wife. No, right. Cool. Just not her.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's great because when we talk to people, we find that you still consider your marriage sacred and you still consider your spouse the love of your life, your soulmate, your partner. And when you get into the lifestyle, it happened to us, it really does help make your relationship stronger because you really have to have great communication and you have to be able to talk about anything and be completely open. And honest about your wants and desires. So it's actually really nice. It's helpful for a relationship and it, it's very liberating. So,
3: and when you have a lot of love in your life, you certainly don't want to limit. Yes. The experiences of your loved ones. Right. So high five to you guys and yep. props to you for making that move. Yeah. Now you guys reached out to us on kick and you had a few words to say about how the podcast has influenced you in the past uh, three months or how long have you been listening to the Priority Society podcast and how has it helped you to understand the lifestyle? Yeah and the potential pitfalls?
2: I'll take this one because I've had a chance to listen more than my wife has. But uh, I've only been listening for, I mean, about a week. Okay. Um, yeah. After this experience, uh, I had no idea anything like this was out there. Yes. So after this experience, we were struggling Bad. So, and by
3: the way, for um, the listeners' benefit, he's talking about an experience that started out hot mm-hmm. and then turned bad. And yes. we want to talk about that. I mean, that's really why we're here. Right. We want to talk about a learning lesson that they had that is so profound yeah. that we wanted to come to the studio on a Sunday, Sunday yeah. morning. Right. <laughs> we should be singing out of the hymnal right now. <laughs> we should be at the out there with the rock band, you yeah. know, taking some of the donuts and all the things that they do at the church to draw to you, in, you in. Free coffee, free Free donuts, fellowship, yeah, it works. You know, make, man. make you feel like you belong. Yeah. Laser lights, concert. concert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, didn't mean to interrupt, but I did want to uh, set, set the, the frame. Yeah. We are going to get into your soft swap situation that you experienced. Yeah. So, please continue with what you were saying about. You've been listening for just a, a week, for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Right. I listened to episode one, and I just really liked, you know, what I heard in that. And I believe there was a mention in that one about an experience you had. So I went to that episode. And as soon as I started listening and I listened to what happened with you guys, I thought those motherfuckers episode conquer the first thing I thought was and, and I, I, I knew, you know, I was in the Marines for four years. So I usually have a keen sense of people in a situation. And yeah. right. I was just like, something's just not right, but I couldn't picture it. And just in the energy of the moment, the excitement all the feelings flowing through me. Definitely. It was just, you feel just frozen in time, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense. Yeah. And then we still weren't sure. And then I heard the podcast and I was like, man, and it shifted my anger from being toward my wife and toward myself yeah. to this couple. we we're, we're yeah. we still made mistakes. We're still angry at ourselves, but we may not have made them had they not done what they did. Right. And so it helped me shift my anger. And um, I'll, I'll let my wife, if you don't mind, quickly tell you the difference she saw in me from before I listened to the podcast and after I listened.
3: For sure. Yeah. Sure. Love to hear her perspective.
1: Yeah. he. W- the whole situation just made us really both upset, but I think it affected him a little bit more. And he was at work one night and he texted me and he said, you need to listen to this podcast that I found. Mm-hmm. And just really almost the excitement, it felt like it was like excitement in his voice that he had found this. And it, it seemed to me like, okay, this might save him and save our marriage because the, diff- the difference was night and day. Mm. The difference was night and day when he told me about this, and he just he listened to several of the podcasts, and his whole attitude I felt just changed about it.
3: Yeah, so, so. let's unpack the situation yeah. so that the listeners know what we're talking about. You had a date with a couple, and walk us through the date. I'd love to hear from the misses. You have a Definitely. wonderful yes, voice. I, I want to hear from Sexy, you. Sexy, isn't it? Oh, As it's is. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Her voice needs to be near my torso. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Live in person.
3: <laughs> yeah, we want to hear yeah. about the couple that did you wrong. Mm-hmm. How did you meet them? How how did the conversation flow from this to that you know what kind of couple were they are they a married couple or uh, friends with benefits like the first one or yeah. kind of walk us through give us the short version so that we can get to when they separated you guys yeah. and then what happened and how you let yourself go and all that good stuff so break it down for us
1: okay well we we met them on the site and we texted back and forth or I actually think that we went on kick and, um, decided to meet up down closer to where they lived. And we, we met at a place. And right off the bat, they seemed to be, you know, very nice people. And we sat there and probably talked a couple hours. And we talked about what we were looking for and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, it seemed to be really, really nice. My husband and the other man were talking and me and his wife were talking and and she, she leaned into me and she said, I felt like, I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but, um, they had play
3: potential, huh? I mean, I mean, you you thought they were attractive. Had you already talked to each other as husband and wife and, Mm -hmm. and say, oh, we'd play with this couple. I mean, was it there yet?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, I don't. It's kind of hard to explain. I mean, I think we just kind of rushed into it
2: too mm-hmm. fast.
1: It was like, all right, this couple is interested in yeah. us. Let's just meet them and and see where it goes. And they're, I hate to say this, but there really wasn't that much of an attraction when we met them. Yeah,
3: yeah. not physically. No, not,
1: not physically. physically. Okay, yeah, not
3: correct. Physically. And that happens. Um, it's we, very common. Yes.
1: At that time, I asked them if they were married, and she said yes, but they'd only been married for, I guess, six years or so. I think they'd been in a lifestyle for about eight to 10 years.
0: Okay. Now, Karen, let so, me ask you this. Was this okay. the second couple you had met?
1: Yes, this is the second couple.
0: Okay. Now, were you guys thinking at any time, hey, the first couple we met were awesome, but we didn't play that night. It's really hard to connect with them a second time. Were you feeling any kind of pressure to make something happen that same night?
1: I'm going to say yes.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: We, I felt like we made a connection with the first couple, but like, you know, like I said, we just couldn't get it all four of us together. Yeah. You know, but, and as a matter of fact, the first couple had texted us and asked if we wanted to meet on Saturday and we said no because we were trying to psych ourselves up for the meeting on Sunday that we were going to have with the second couple (laughs) right
2: (laughs) we did think about canceling Sunday though and going with them Saturday (laughs) uh, we we wanted to be a couple that was true to our word. we didn't want to be the flakes that didn't show up
4: right right. you know and then
2: we thought about doing Saturday and Sunday but we just weren't (laughs) quite ready we wanted to but we just didn't we were quite ready sure you know for back
3: to back days (laughs) you'll get there where you'll do two (laughs) it'll be a a jam-packed all-Star Weekend. <laughs> All right. So you met yeah. this couple and did you basically play the same day that you met them or did you meet them for a date or two before you played?
1: No, we didn't play the same day that we met them. We okay. we basically wanted to do like a meet and greet. Okay. First, yeah. we wanted to meet them, you know, see if there was some sort of a connection, which I I guess there was maybe a little bit because sure. we ended up, you
0: know, yeah, um, playing. But And then how know. long after your first meet and greet with them, did you meet up again?
1: Um, we met up in one week, the very next Sunday. Okay. yeah, We had decided to, um, they said they didn't have any children at home and that we could come to their place, okay. their house.
3: Okay, Mistake number one. Mistake number one. Yes. Did they have a hot tub?
0: No.
1: no. Okay, oh, okay. I was going to
3: say that's the swinger giveaway <laughs> swinger right there. Swinger candy right there. Oh yeah. You know?
0: So you went to their place and then what happened? Were you guys saying, Hey, we're ready to play. We're going over to their house.
2: Well, I had actually told the guy. We're making no promises.
0: Okay. Uh, I
2: I made it clear to him. We're making no promises. We're on our way up. Mm -hmm. We specifically said we're going to meet around the kitchen table. (laughs) We're going to hang around there for a little while and talk. And then if we're doing well, we'll move to couches. You can sit with my wife. I'll sit with yours. And then we'll play, touch a little. Then we may just soft swap or we'll see how it goes once we make sure everybody's ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so... Everything was kind of going well, with the exception that we took some Deep Eddie's Cranberry Vodka, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 70 proof. Oh, yeah. And my wife drank a lot and fast, but I did not realize she was drunk. I did not know this. Uh-huh. So we moved to couches. They sat down on a couch. I set my drink down, and when I looked up, his wife had walked down the hall to the bedroom. I looked over, and he had already started making out with my wife. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I sit there. I don't get up and leave. I'm like, I'm not leaving the room, but I didn't know what they were doing. So we had agreed that we would not have like full makeout sessions. We understood you have to kiss to get things going. Sure. So we didn't say no kiss, no tongue, but we were like, mm-hmm. look, 15, 20 seconds. If they're a good kisser, maybe 30, <laughs> then pull it, pull him down to your neck and pull him down to your breast right. and get him away from your mouth. Well, they just kept kissing and kept kissing mm-hmm. and kept kissing for a few minutes. And I felt like something was wrong, but in watching her, there was no body language. Anything was wrong. Right. So I thought, you know, as nervous as she is, she's just going to let go and give into this, you know, and just let it happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I just sat there and kind of watched and I was a little uncomfortable. I wanted to get up and stop, but I was like, I'm not going to be the jealous husband. Yes. I'm not going to be the, you know, thinking all these things. I didn't know she was drunk at the time and what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there on the couch and you're wondering what's going on. So I go get her and I bring her back out. I mm-hmm. said, hey, I think they're okay. I'm not sure. When we came back out, he had taken his shirt off and mounted my wife on top, kind of like your date in the back seat, which you yeah. were talking about. Yes, uh, Didn't look like he was trying to hold her down. It's like He just had gotten on top of her. His wife said, is everything okay? He said, yes. Yeah. She said, Karen, is everything okay? She said, I'm good. So I thought, okay, dang. Can't believe this happened this fast. Can't believe she would let this happen this fast.
0: So, this is all still happening in the living room or the bedroom?
2: In the living room. We're in the living room. And then she goes back to the bedroom. And that's mistake number two. I should have told her, let's go over here on the couch.
3: Okay. So, when you say she, the other wife went to the bedroom? Okay. Yes. She was trying to take you to the bedroom.
2: Yes, and so this, ah. so this time I went because I thought my wife was okay. Right. So I went on into the bedroom.
3: Ah.
2: So, so the other
0: wife, he tried a couple times to get you away from Karen and her husband. Yeah.
3: Yes. From the situation in the living room.
0: Yes. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
3: And then so it sounds like your wife it sounds like Karen was really taken in the moment. She was into it. Mm-hmm. Now. Karen, were you that comfortable that you said, you know what, this kiss feels good. This guy's not a bad kisser. I mean, what was going through your mind at that time when you just were doing a passionate kiss?
1: Well, it's true. I, You know, that's, that is what I thought. But at the same time, with the amount of alcohol that I had, I was getting kind of tipsy, you know, and, and I thought, this is kind of cool getting started like this. But I guess I never even thought about how fast it was getting started.
3: Definitely. Okay. And, and
1: he definitely was not a good kisser. And that should have said something to me. But
3: Mm -hmm.
0: now, did you know your your husband was just sitting there watching? Did you have any uh, idea if he was in the room or out of the room?
1: I had no idea. I I didn't because when I was sitting on the couch, the other man was like across me, so I couldn't see my husband at all.
0: So you, he was blocking your view.
3: He was blocking, yes. which is very smart on his part. If you want to be if you want to be a crazy motherfucker, he was blocking her so that she didn't have a view of what was going on in the room. Exactly. So she didn't have a chance to see her husband just sitting there. Right. Um, right. She just yes. realized there was a man here. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to be taken away in the moment. And it sounds like that's what happened. Okay, so let's fast forward slightly. You were drinking a little bit. So Bob, you finally went to the bedroom? Yes. So tell us, as soon as you got in there, what was happening?
2: Well, at this point... I was still kind of concerned for my wife. I still felt but she seemed like she was okay, but I went to the bedroom and she's like, Well, let's get naked, baby. Wow. And so he had been showing my wife all this attention and she really had shown me very little. Well, okay. I don't you know, I don't know any guy that likes to really get naked when he's not hard. It's not necessarily a pretty sight, you know. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't hard. I was a little turned on by what I saw out there, but I was also concerned and yes. so this lady, I mean, she had huge breasts and So she takes her stuff off Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. so I get undressed at this point. I just feel behind the the curve. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to catch up now. They're already doing all this stuff. Right. I can't believe that my wife moved this quick. She was so nervous. I just figured she would show some resistance, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? Hey, we're grown. We're here. It's Mm -hmm. happening. And she's probably just caught up in it and the excitement. So I just said, okay. so we get on the bed. I'm feeling nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. just a limp. I, I, you know, yeah. this lady, I mean, she starts kissing me and my, sucking my nipples. I was yeah. really surprised that she went down and sucked my cock. I didn't think she would do that. But nothing, nothing. But was wow. she,
0: besides so, having big breasts, I don't know, are you into big breasts? Was she attractive to you otherwise?
2: Oh, I love, I love big breasts. Okay. And <laughs> she had gone on about my blue eyes and, you know, things like that. So, yeah. So I got over on her and started – I really didn't want to kiss her that much. But since Mm -hmm. my wife already had, I was like, okay, okay, horrible kisser. Like she was chewing gum a thousand miles a minute (laughs) while she was kissing me. So I was like, well, let me get on to these nice big titties. Well, they're fake. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they look great, but God, they were just – the nipple didn't get hard. Or they just didn't feel right. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so w- I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> so then I just went on down and ate her pussy. You know, I was like, I've got to do yeah. something because I'm just not feeling anything. Nothing. Wow. So we lay back down and she starts kind of back in on me again. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, I'm going to kind of stop there because I want to let you talk to Karen about how she got into the bedroom.
1: Oh, That's for it. sure. Oh, so yeah. they
0: made it to the bedroom. Cool. <gasps>
1: Well, I'll I'll try to remember as much as I can about this, but um, I don't know if the other guy said, let's go to the bedroom, or if he just got up and started walking away, and I followed. I'm really not sure, but anyway, we ended up going down the hall. When I looked into the other room where my husband was and the other lady— I saw her on top of him. So her kind of like her ass was up in the air. So I knew she was doing something to him. So I'm thinking, okay, it's all good. So I just walked into the bedroom and then that's when he started taking off my clothes.
0: Now, Karen, when you saw your husband, is this a separate spare bedroom they had or in the
2: same room?
1: Uh, It was a separate bedroom. They were actually in their master bedroom. Okay. I and the other guy were in the spare bedroom. And those
2: bedrooms were right next to each other. Okay.
0: And then do you remember, was her ass in the air? Like, was she straddling your husband? Did it look like they were fucking? Maybe
1: she was giving him a blowjob. Okay. Got it. Got it.
0: Yeah. That's what it looked to me when I looked in
1: the room. Okay.
3: So they looked to be in action. So you figured, hey, they're in action and um, I'll do some stuff too. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
3: So you got into the bedroom. With the other husband And walk us through how that went down What happened once you got into that room (laughs) Was it quick, was it passionate, hot Or was it like a little bit slow and awkward You know, tell us what happened
1: Um, It was, it seemed to go very quickly Mm -hmm. Very quickly I remember taking off my pants And I think maybe he took off my shirt and my bra He pulled down the bed And I laid on the bed And he, I guess he was over at the end table Maybe putting on his condom Okay Okay and then after that, it was pretty much a blur. Okay. So well, do you have what, any... But not for me.
3: You, let me ask you this. Karen, did you fuck or... We you did. That? Oh,
1: yeah, they fucked. We, we did, yeah.
3: Okay. You did? You remember yes. a little bit of it? He was on top of you or you were writing him or did you... You know, what do you remember?
1: As far as I know, there were only two different positions, and that was missionary and then doggy style. And that was it. I th- thought that there might have been something else, you know, thinking this is a new person or whatever, but no, there really wasn't.
2: Yeah, he didn't really do shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no. So, but, but you, um, <laughs> okay. now, Bob, you could hear them pounding away in the next room. I mean, you knew that they were fucking and you could hear the bed and stuff. Yes, yes. Okay. And
2: I'm thinking in my mind, okay, I checked on her. Before I left, why didn't she check on me Mm -hmm. before she started fucking?
4: That's right. Why
2: didn't she check on me? Right. But here's the thing. They started going and my wife, she's good anyway, but that day, probably because she was drunk, she was a vocal goddess. (sighs) So she's making a lot of noise. It sounded like this guy was fucking her the best she had ever been fucked in her entire life. Uh And I'm laying in there, you know, limp. Yeah. Just listening. I mean, it was hot though. I knew yeah. she was doing a lot of it for me to hear because we discussed. Make sure I can hear you in there. But it also sounded mm-hmm. very real. And I started thinking, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I'm not a guy. I'm not gonna be able to fuck her. And I hadn't seen the guy's dick yet. So I was like, this guy's hitting angles. Oh this yeah. guy's doing crazy shit that right. she's never experienced. So I'm just laying in there and I'm like, God. And his wife was so cool. She was just Kind of you okay, and she's Mm -hmm. like, Our girl got in quick, didn't she? You know, Mm -hmm. she's you know, and she was just kind of, Are you okay? She stayed in there with me, she didn't leave, you know, yeah. And so we laid in there, and then he had to take a bathroom break, right? Mm -hmm. And so when he did, she said, Do you want me to get your wife and bring her in here? And I was like, That would be great, okay. So she brought her in, and this was the hottest moment of the night. This is when I thought things may take a turn. Yeah. I thought maybe I'll finally get an erection and we'll get going. So they came in and, you know, I had a fantasy for two women. What well, God doesn't for two women to suck my cock, you mm, know, sure. so they both start milling around down there. They start kissing. and My wife sucked her tit at one time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the guy came back in and he was just fingering my wife. Well, I had told him before that I had always wanted to see her get, you know, fuck doggy style while she was sucking me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. he takes his towel off. He has a condom off. First time I kind of see his dick. It's really not a whole lot bigger than mine. You could tell it was probably a little bit. So he slides in her and she's just oh I, I won't make the noises because it upsets her, but. She was, I got to see her face. Can she make the noise? uh, I don't know. (laughs) know.
3: Uh, Give us a sample. It doesn't have to be. Look,
1: I have tried since that day. And I said, I will be as vocal as you say I was that day. I'll give it my best shot. But I don't think I've been able to
2: recreate that yet. But it was basically, oh, God. Oh, Oh, wow. You know, it was that. Kind of, but much sexier. Really into it. <laughs> <And, laughs> she was really into it. She was getting oh god, it good. and she was laying on my chest, and mm. she was trying to suck me and you know, when he starts, she couldn't stay, you know, he's just, yeah. and her face and it was just everything I wanted to see. Yeah. You right. know, I wanted to see her face, what it looked like when, when I was behind her. And, yes. you know, so I was like, but nothing was happening for me. And the problem was at this point, I wasn't attracted to his wife. Yeah. I had realized already this chick just does nothing for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of it was nerves, but I was also just I couldn't get into her. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm not going to ruin it for her because I can't get hard. You know, I'm not going to do that. So we stayed in there for a bit. And um, then they kind of stopped. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And my wife was like, this is never him. He's usually hard and ready to go. Yeah. Like all the time.
0: Did the other man already finish at this point? When? No. Oh, no, no,
2: no. They had only been in the other room before this for about five minutes. And then they came in there. So then Mm -hmm. he goes, do you want a Viagra? And I was like, well, you know what? I guess so. I guess I'll take one and see what happens. So he got me a Viagra came back, brought it back to the room. This is where it kind of went wrong because I thought everybody was going to take a break. I thought, I'm going to go take this Viagra. My wife will follow me out to the kitchen. Yeah, She'll check on me because she didn't seem, you know, the problem is a pleasure face and a drunk face are a lot the same. Mm. So mouth open, just mm-hmm. eyes kind of back in the head, and right. I just thought she was just getting a really good fuck, and this is what I thought. And so when I saw her face, I couldn't differentiate that right. she was drunk. I just thought it was pleasure. Right, right. right. So I was, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go take a Viagra. Well, yeah. Everybody will take a break. Right. It needs time and, to kick and,
0: in and all that. So yeah. yeah.
2: So I went out, picked my phone up, started watching some porn, and I looked down the hall and I'm like, where's everybody yet? And all of a sudden, I hear her again. They're fucking again. That's right. Now I'm pissed. Okay. Now I'm pissed because I'm like, she knows I'm limp. She knows Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything. She knows she's already been fucking. Why did she not come out here and check on me? Mm -hmm. How can she do this again? And at that point, I thought that dick is so good. She just doesn't give a shit about me.
4: Wow. Mm -hmm. That's what
2: I thought at that moment. Exactly. But I still couldn't stop it because she sounded like she was enjoying it. And I wanted her. And let me tell you this. My wife has never came during intercourse ever in her life with any man. And so a lot of our goal for this was this guy was taller. And, you know, we we weren't really that attracted to them, but there was a lot of things that fit their personalities. Mm -hmm. They matched well and he was tall. So we thought this guy can maybe get some angles I can't get, Um, you know, maybe he can do some things I can't do, hit some angles. So I thought she's going to come. I'm not going to take that from her. Right. No way. Right. I'm pissed, but she's already getting fucked now. So what does it matter? I'm just going to be a trooper. Did you, I'm stay, just gonna,
0: did you stay in the kitchen or did you go back in the room and watch? I someone? stayed
2: in the kitchen for a while and then I came back and I stood at the door and watched him fuck her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was just kind of stroking, trying to get hard and just watching. When I had seen earlier, when I peeked in there, when she was sitting in front of him on the bed, kind of stroking his cot, which is mm-hmm. really hot. Oh, wow. So I'm watching and I'm like, eh. well, <laughs> so this is when I really about lost it. We had agreed. I heard you talk about this in three episodes. One of the things we agreed that he would not come inside her, even with a condom on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Neither one of us are fixed. Neither one of us. Um, condoms can break. Mm-hmm. When we yeah. sat on the couches, we thought we would discuss a few things, boundaries and talk, but it happened so fast. We didn't get to. That's right. So all of a sudden he clinches up and he comes inside her. Yeah. yeah. And now I am just, she was supposed to tell him, take it off, pull out, come on my tits or my stomach. Right. And I was like, right. what is going on? But I thought maybe he didn't tell her he was going to come, but she should have told him up front. That's yes. Hey. Yeah, let's see. So I didn't know she didn't tell him. Now I'm just pissed. So I go back in the other bedroom and lay down. I asked her, can you get some oil? Because she'd mm-hmm. just been dry. She didn't. I mean, oh, the other, the other chick,
0: wife. Yeah.
2: Okay. This wife just had no game. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, she just she didn't know how to. <laughs> so she gets some oil and starts, you know, stroking me and i start has some feeling. But it wasn't like I was getting hard. It was like I was going to come. Wow. Well, I'm laying in there. He starts in on my on my wife again,
4: oh, starts wow. fucking her
2: again. And there she goes with her vocal goddess right. skills again. So I wasn't even hard and I came. So like her performance was so good. Wow. She made this guy come twice and me come once, not even hard. Wow. Um, so I was a little pissed that he fucked her again because I was like, that's kind of a dick. You know, he knows I'm in here like this. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but I'm like, but you know what? Hey, we're all grown adults, right? right? She didn't stop him. She didn't say, no, right. don't get back on me. And, but we don't even know if he put a condom on the second time. right? She doesn't remember. So didn't know this then.
0: Now, after he had finished fucking her the first time, were you thinking... This is not going how we thought. Let's get the fuck out of here. Or were you thinking, I better get some since my wife has been getting some. I'm going to still try and do something with the wife.
3: Like try to make it equal.
2: Yeah. I was hoping that I would be able to go, but nothing was really happening. And so at that point when they finished, I thought, well, they're finished. Thank God. And I think I actually walked in the room for a little bit and checked on her. And, you know, she just had a look of pleasure on her face. But I found out later it was just a drunk look. Mm hmm. So then I went back in the room and thought, all right, I'm going to see if I can do something. Now they're done. Maybe I can focus. Then he starts fucking her again. Right. And so now I have to listen to it again. I had to listen for like a a good hour and 15, 20 minutes. Oh, shit. uh, You know, of of stop and go. He didn't just fuck her straight that whole time. There was some stopping in between and stuff. That's the thing I got to admit. This guy had stamina. And they they did lie about their age. Definitely. Mm -hmm. They were older than We knew that after the first meeting, we got in the truck and we're like, they're older than they said they were. Yeah. Uh, They said 54 and 52. They were probably more like, you know, 60, 58, 62, 60. But the dude was in good shape. He had a good body. He was in good shape. They weren't overly attractive like in the face, but he was in good shape, Mm -hmm. you know. So
3: let me ask you this, man, just to take the mystery out of it. Were you able to get an erection that night? Never did. Oh, not
2: Not there. there, No, not there.
3: Later, though. Later, when I got
2: home with my wife, yeah.
3: Okay, so I, I I'm conscious of the time because I'm, I'm looking at the clock, and I, and I know you guys have family obligations and things like that going on today, and I want to make sure we get all the aspects of uh, the learning lessons and everything else. So, take us through the end of that night and then the aftermath. What happened with the communication and? Mm -hmm. Because it sounds like up until now, your communication was flawed, but not because it was an intentional thing. Mm -hmm. It was just flawed because you were both caught up in the moment and you were both assuming things. And it's very common for newbies in the lifestyle. They'll see something. Oh, well, she's fine with it. And maybe she's not fine with it. And so we assume a lot of things. And it sounds like that's what you did that night. We've done it before. And we've heard countless stories. Mm -hmm. So take us through the end of that date. What happened afterwards so that our listeners can learn from your experience?
2: Okay. My wife doesn't want to talk, so I'm sorry. I'll continue. We finish up and I get dressed. I walk in the room and I'm like, well, you know, I said, let's get dressed and, you know, make our way on out. And the other lady's husband goes, uh, oh, we got a party here. Come on, let's go again. And I'm just like, you dick, Mm -hmm. you know, you're wanting to try to go a third time, you know, I'm just like, whatever, we're out of here. So I walk out into the kitchen to gather my phone, get our alcohol, gather up our stuff. I'm telling the wife, his wife, hey, I'm sorry. And they're like, hey, he told me that's happened to him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's happened to him. I've had times where I couldn't do it. I understand. So he says, when you get home tonight, y'all are going to have some great sex. I said, well, if there's anything left. And he says, you can't wear that pussy out. And then I was like, you dick. At this point, I wanted to deck the guy. I thought that was very disrespectful. That's right. You know, to talk about my wife in the situation like that. So then, his wife had gone down the hall, comes out and says, "Hey, Karen, sit." I'm like, "What?" She said, "I think she's drunk." So huh. I go in the bathroom. There's puke on the floor, oh, on the toilet, and now I'm like, "She was drunk."
3: Right. That she explains was it. drunk.
2: Yeah. And now I'm just like, I'm supposed to protect her. I'm supposed to look out for her. But then I was pissed at her for getting drunk. So we ended up staying there another hour and a half after it was over. Yeah. While she threw up and she slept, I had to go out there and just (laughs) kind of, it sucked. You know, I just wanted to leave. So fortunately, the guy had some guitars. I play music and sing. So I just grabbed the guitar and I started playing music and singing songs. Yeah. Because I had to do something because I was fuming at this point, fuming at this point. So she slept a little while and um, we just stayed cordial. And they said something about coming back for a cookout and all this kind of stuff. And when I was in the bathroom with her, I was like, hey, well, I'm sorry you're sick. I said, sounds like you got the fuck out of your life. And she looks at me and goes, not really. And I was like, what? Uh-huh. And I was like, from what I heard, she goes, it was nothing spectacular. I'm drunk. And I was like, oh, all this time I've been thinking he's like a better man than me. Mm -hmm. He's fucking my wife better than me. I'm limp. Can't even get it up. I'm just, she made out with him. She let him come inside her, you know. And then I find out, oh, God, she was drunk the whole, almost the entire time. It got really tough then. It got really tough. So we finally leave and get in the truck and drive home. Can't really talk much because she's just out of it. Yeah. And we get back home. kind of clean up and then i'm like okay we do it but it's just not like it would have been Mm -hmm. we come out and have some coffee and then she's really tired she's still the effect so she's like i'm gonna go to bed i walked in i was like well i can't sleep and i don't know how you can Mm -hmm. so i go downstairs she never comes down to check on me she just falls asleep and all night i'm just fuming stayed up all night just thinking more and more about all the things about her making out with him for too long she wasn't supposed to he came in and she wasn't supposed to. Why didn't she check on me? I checked on her. I was just like, God, what happened? How did she let him take her so quick? Mm-hmm. 30 years of marriage and she let this guy take her so quick and I was just out of it. I didn't know what to think.
0: Were you upset with yourself at all at the time thinking, oh, I should have intervened. I should have been more upfront about how I was feeling throughout the evening. Did any of those thoughts go through your mind?
2: Absolutely. I was angry at myself. I was angry at her. I was angry at them. Mm -hmm. I thought from the moment that she walked down that hall and he started kissing her, why didn't I say, hold up? Hey, Mm -hmm. where's your wife, dude? We're all supposed to be out here together. And the thing is, the way that it seems like the way they devised it was to separate us like that. I go in the room and then when she looks, I'm gone. And then if I said anything, he'd be like, dude, you left the room. I didn't, you know, it was kind of like they had a setup. Either yeah. way, because he didn't leave the living room. He had his wife try to pull me away. Right. So if I would have said something like he'd have been like, well, you're the one that left. Right. You know, smooth motherfuckers, man. Yeah. I mean, they just knew what they were doing. I knew something was up, but I didn't know what. Yeah. And we had taken the next day off Monday. We had taken off together. Just, to, it, was just it was just the shittiest day ever. Were you talking you know? to
0: each other? Did you stay silent and just kind of do
2: your own uh, thing?
0: What was that like?
2: She came downstairs and sat on the couch. And I was like, you know, thanks for fucking checking on me last night. I'm glad you slept well. You know, and she's like, well, I was tired. And I was like, how the fuck could you sleep? And then we just started in. How could you let him take you so easy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, how could you be dumb enough to get drunk? How could you do that? You acted like you had to fuck him. We went in not even saying we were going to fuck him. And I even told her that morning, I said, we can cancel. She goes, that's what the alcohol is for. I said, if you have to drink to do this, you shouldn't do it. And then when we got out of the truck, mm-hmm. she was like, I'm so nervous. I was like, let's just cancel it. She goes, that's what the alcohol is for. And I was like, if you have to drink to do it, you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And within 20 minutes, I mean, she had gulped down. She was just so and I was like, you acted like you had to fuck him. And our thing was to let it happen. I think their thing, the other couple's thing was to make it happen. Right. And so I'm just like, "How?" and then you let him come inside you. Mm-hmm. How could you do that? And then I didn't know, of course, she looked in on me before she went in the bedroom. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you looked in, why didn't you ask me if I was okay? I ask you. Yeah. What happened? And we forgot to set up. Then we just started thinking about all the things. We forgot to set up any kind of code for yeah. me. If I was uncomfortable to say, hey, you've got that stuff in your purse. I need, can you come in the bathroom and do that for me or something? We, I had no way to not look like a total jealous asshole if I stopped it.
0: Yeah, it's really important for people who haven't been out on a date yet to understand that you've got to have some kind of signal to let your partner know, hey, I want to have a quick conversation with you about what's going on or if you're feeling uncomfortable, how you can let your partner know that something's not right.
3: I think for the listeners, it's actually very important. You can have the secret knock, the secret handshake, the secret whatever, Mm -hmm. but you could just do it without any mystery. Yeah, Just before you separate, Go up to each other and give each other a kiss. Have fun, honey. Is everything okay? You can have a little conversation. Are you okay? Is everything, are you feeling all right? You don't have to make it like a secret code word. We have code words and everyone should have some kind of code word, but it's always nice if you are going to separate. Okay, honey, I'm going to be in that room. We'll see each other in about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever it is. But I think there should definitely be a a touch point um, before you separate. Now, as a newbie- I don't think you should separate. Sounds like you went through it and it was maybe hot for a little bit, but not really. And a lot of men (laughs) listening, it's going to be very tough for you to speak up in the moment because you don't want to be known as the jealous guy who's going to cock block the situation, who's going to end the party, Mr. Party Pooper, Cock Blocker. No one wants to be that person. Right. And so let us know about the emotions. What does Karen have to say? Does she remember anything about, you obviously had the conversation afterwards. She wasn't drunk anymore. I'd like to hear from Karen what she was processing and how she was able to justify in her mind all the things that you thought were wrong and from her point of view, how she sees the aftermath of it.
1: Well, uh, we spoke about it. He just had questions and I was trying to answer the best I could and from what I remembered and he just kept trying to replay the whole scenario in his head and this went on for a couple of days at least, and finally he had texted. I guess he, he left the house for some reason, and I texted him, asking him where he was. And he said, "Why do you give a shit where I am?" And I'm thinking, "Oh no, wow, yeah." I, I did not yeah. want this lifestyle to tear apart a 30 year marriage. Right. I'm
2: like, "You didn't, you didn't give a shit where I was when you were fucking. So you know, why do you give a shit now? Mm-hmm.
3: How bad did it, That's did how it I was get?" Feeling. Because apparently you're telling us by kick that your emotions, Bob, were fucking with you big time. Yeah, like, how bad, bad did it get? And I want to hear from Karen, too.
1: It was really bad. I mean, he at one point mentioned that he wanted to commit suicide. I mean, that's how bad it got wow. to the point, And also to on my side, you know, I just when he was texting me and telling me. At one point, he said he didn't care if he saw my face again or didn't want to look at me or something. I said, I couldn't
2: couldn't look at you. Yeah, that he he
1: couldn't look at me. And then finally, I guess that just started tearing me apart. I started crying. And I said, fine. I said, I'm going to pack my shit and get out. Oh, man. So did you actually leave the house? Or did I, one I of did not. I okay. told him. I said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and take my shower." I said, "I'm gonna go ahead and get some stuff and leave." And he immediately texted me back and said, "I don't want you to leave."
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, "Well, you, you said you couldn't look at me." I said, "I don't want to be here if you can't do that." I so said, "I'll go away for a couple of days, give you your space, let yeah. you think." Right. And um, and he was home probably five to ten minutes after that.
0: So he and, came and home right away.
1: He came home right away yeah. and. You know, he came into the bathroom where I was, and we
2: just hugged. we just fucking cried. we mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. cried and hugged.: you We know? just hugged and, and cried. you know it was just it was fucked up. It yeah. was just really fucked up, because I knew it wasn't her fault. I mean, she got drunk. It was her fault for getting drunk, but I just couldn't get past that. Why Why did you get drunk? Mm-hmm. And, and then we had great sex that night. And what pissed me off is I thought about him fucking her in the bedroom while we were having sex. So I was pissed at what they did, but I'm still thinking about the moment, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I mean, we pretty much fucked every night. It got a little better, but then it would seem better, and then I would start thinking about shit again. Mm -hmm. And I would, and then she told me that even before all this, he was showing her the house, and he was showing her the house. I said, "Why didn't you take me with you when he? Why did you let? He could have tried to get you in the bedroom then." And she said, "Then." He was like rubbing her ass and her back and it made her uncomfortable, but she never said a word to him. Right. So I'm like, so you let him from the moment he walked in the door, you let him own you. You Mm -hmm. never once even showed any resistance like, hey, let's and you don't have to be rude, but you can be, hey, let's not start that yet. Let's save it, you know. Correct. But, you know, she's just kind of shy and doesn't like to be rude. So. She was just trying to some things made her uncomfortable, but she was trying not to do it. So and you were upset um, with her for not speaking up for herself For not from the very yeah. beginning, letting letting me know that he was doing things uncomfortable for right. her. And you would have stepped
0: and, in and, you know, you're the man, you're the protector. And you could have done something to if she had let you know what was going on in her mind.
2: Yeah, that she she was uncomfortable. And I'm like, why didn't you come stand next to me at all? Mm-hmm. It's like from the moment we walked in the door. Yeah, like you were his bitch. That's what I felt like, like. Right. You were his. I'm like, you're my wife. He has to get you away from me to the couch. You don't just go with him. You know, they they got established some type of thing. So it sounds like you
0: guys were still new things were coming up, new emotions, new feelings. You would remember something that you didn't remember before over several days. And the same thing happened to us. The more
3: we talked, the more we remembered, even though we had a happy moment, we'd get pissed again. And let this Mm -hmm. be a big lesson for the newbies out there. Don't fucking drink too much, man. You have to regulate your intake of alcohol. We had a a couple write to us recently. Mm -hmm. The guy was having trouble with his dick, couldn't get his dick hard. After prying and talking to this couple, we finally realized that the reason why this guy is having issues is because the first thing is he's still kind of a jealous dude. Mm -hmm. Second thing is that he smokes weed and then he also drinks a ton. So when you combine all those things, it's going to be tough to maintain a good erection, depending on how good your fitness level is and your circulation and all that good stuff, because, you know, you you require mental acuity and also good circulation to make that happen. And when people get intoxicants involved Mm -hmm. and for you, Bob, that night. You were being bombarded with message units. Oh, yeah. A lot of data, yes. a lot of information. Your yes. own emotions were fucking with you. Yes. You, the sounds. Now you had to deal with the sounds. And then as humans, as men, we'll regress, man. We start going over a plan of attack, exactly. right? Like, let's regroup. What the fuck is going on yeah. here? I hear noises. She's already fucking up, but let's do this for the newbies. Take this away. Write this down. Drink very little or mm-hmm. nothing at all. Right. Get to the point to where you're happy and slightly tipsy, but you're still conscious and aware. Because yeah. what if there's a fire? What if there's an earthquake? Yeah, yeah. What if uh, someone uh, gets into a fight? What if you have to evacuate? What if something happens? You need to be conscious. You need to be there. Yes. Now at this point, Karen doesn't even know if the guy fucked her the second time, bareback. Exactly. She doesn't. Right. Re- exactly. She doesn't remember. Yeah. Now, you don't remember at all, Karen. I mean, he, he I could not. He could have been putting on a cock ring. Not even a condom. Right.
1: Right. I mean, I had, uh, at that point, I had no idea.
2: (laughs) And if he's not fixed, she could be pregnant.
3: Wow. Wow.
0: Well, it sounds like you guys were experiencing what we call the constellation of emotions. And we talked about that in episode six, where you're getting into the lifestyle, you're dealing with some anxiety, you're dating again, maybe self-confidence issues. You see your spouse with another person. It's
3: exciting as well. It's
0: exciting. Maybe
3: a little bit of jealousy, but the kind of jealousy that, dude, fuck that guy. He must have a large wiener. But guess what? (laughs) My wife is experiencing it. And I love my wife and I want the best for her. So let her fuck it. Let her feel that bratwurst. That ding dong. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: so there are tons of emotions that come up. Some that feel great. Some that don't feel so great. And you're trying to reconcile, man, I'm feeling jealous. I'm anxious. I'm maybe a little bit fearful of losing my spouse.
3: He was blaming... His wife. He was blaming her. Right. Yeah. Um, Because he assumed that she was still conscious and present. Yeah. Right. But she was drunk.
0: Yeah. So if you guys have ever had an experience where you don't remember what happened, that's not good. So don't let it go there. But when you were going through all these emotions, I mean, obviously, you're still together and you're working through it. But how did you find yourselves getting back to love? What was the moment? What was the conversation like? Are you still interested in the lifestyle?
2: We are. We're still interested. When I had gone back to work, I had texted her because I was struggling and she was sleeping, so no answer all night long. And ended up writing her then a note that I was basically going to kill myself. I was going to take her some roses, hug her, kiss her at work, and then I was going to leave, go see my mom. I'd already texted my kids and my brother and just told them I loved them all, and I was just going to come home and, and kill myself because at this point i was blaming myself more i was past blaming her mm-hmm. and i was like i didn't protect her i didn't take care of her mm-hmm. and I, you know i just I let, I let this happen to her and i didn't know she was drunk the whole time so now i'm just in full self-blame mode you know i'm just but we started texting that morning and it just kept me from and i was like that's not going to answer any it's not going to solve anything
0: yeah
2: and so um She got home that day and I let her see the note that I wrote. And at that point, we just really started talking about it. And then the next night at work is when I found your podcast. That's when it just that's when all the blame shifted. That's when I know we made mistakes. Yeah. But those fuckers made sure we made mistakes. And we didn't go over enough in the car before we went in. Mm -hmm. And I found out later that I thought we were just going to go in and kind of soft swap. Then she told me later, well, I I was prepared to go in there and fuck. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. You know, I I, I didn't know she had gotten to that point. So we began to just talk and just say, this is going to be okay. Everything is going to be all right. We're going to be good. This is not worth it. We know what happened now it wasn't a completely bad experience. There were hot moments. And um, I thought, you know, it was pretty fucking big of me to lay in there and let her do that. I don't know that a lot of guys would have, but I love her. And I was like, if this guy's going to make her come, and which he didn't, she never came. So it was just kind of like, I couldn't take it from her. So I just had to realize that she was drunk. And she wasn't in control of of things of checking on me and of doing those things. Mm-hmm. And so I had more great sex, and we had a great dinner last night and did some funky stuff in public. <laughs> uh, I walked out of the Outback with a rock hard dick, and oh. I didn't care if anybody saw it. We, play, <laughs> we played in the booth, and uh, we got that little sexy truth or dare game yes. that you guys mentioned. And yeah. so I, I walked out of Outback sporting a hard on. I didn't give a shit, you know. We got in the, the truck and we went and parked somewhere and she's like, are we going to do this? I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to do this. Okay. You know, if you can fuck another guy, you didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. You're going to fuck me in the back of my truck, you know? And man, it was hot. It was just <laughs> it great. It really was hot. <laughs> and, but just this, and I've been real honest with her. The next time can't be with another man. Um, I said, I can't take the risk again. So we've decided that our next one will be a threesome with a female. Mm-hmm. Um, That way, I don't have to worry about her. I don't have to worry about what might be going on with her. I don't have to worry about some other dude and what's going on. Mm -hmm. I can just focus on her and the other chick, and we'll all three be involved. So that's kind of the next step that we're going to take right now. Uh, We're thinking about going to some parties because I loved your idea of going to a party. You don't have to do it. And See, we felt like we had to do something to prove ourselves in the lifestyle. We're like, we we have to do something when really we didn't. So we're Mm -hmm. looking at maybe... You know, heading out of town to a place that has a good club and getting in the atmosphere and watching, maybe doing some touching and feeling and and just fucking each other, Mm -hmm. you know, and getting our feet back on the ground because she still has some other fantasies that she wants to fulfill. And I want her to have those. But my mind's got to be right. And I don't think I can walk into another situation with another couple Mm -hmm. and start thinking about the things that happened before and worrying about her. How is she this time? Is she going to be too hesitant this time because of me? That's kind of how we feel. You take some
0: baby steps moving forward. But I want to I want to hear from Karen. Honey, what are your fantasies? What do you still want to experience?
1: well one of my fantasies is to have a bbc of course wow (laughs) you pervert Uh, actually the the first couple that we that we had met was and he he was black so that's what kind of you know turned me on about that to begin with but yeah that's that's one of my i wouldn't say probably my only fantasy but Mm -hmm. i want that one to eventually come true and yeah so and i
2: want it to come true
3: yeah, yeah, and it sounds like your fantasy of involving a unicorn or single chick for your threesome. Right. It's great. Also, as you regroup and as you attack your fantasies and go forward, you may also consider finding a good single male, a good qualified bull yeah. so that you're in control of the situation because this man will come in and he's nothing more than an accessory to you and right. your playtime with the love of your life and your goddess. So he's there to serve you guys. And so if you can be in the room the whole time. And you could do your fantasies of dick sucking and yeah. and her being doggy styled and the guy, you know, really laying pipe on her and really doing it right. That is an option uh, yeah. for people because that's going to take the distraction away mm-hmm. of full swapping and trying to match play. If you do that single threesome thing, it's yeah. actually a pretty smart move, guys. Yeah. And I think you'll you'll find some nice happiness in that. And then, mm-hmm. hey, you might click with a nice couple as you go to parties and events. But I think it's a great strategy. What you've done is you've jumped into the water into the deep yes. end, and you went full nuts. Yeah. you went full on <laughs> exactly. And I think well, that's he another went full
2: nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he went... I went. I went full nothing, full limp.
3: He went straight to the balls. He, he was yeah, his, to her, the face. his balls were slapping. All right, yeah. so check this out. We've heard from a lot of people that they sometimes have to regroup Mm -hmm. after uh, they do a full swap. And a lot of couples end up going way back. They end up backing up way back. Oh, yeah. And it's a smart thing to do. But I think for the newbie listener, take a big lesson from Bob and Karen. Right. Don't rush, guys. Don't be so quick to play. Yeah. Look, if the chemistry is there, you're all going to feel it, but you're not going to separate so don't be quick to play. Don't separate and always have touch points throughout. Yeah. Hey, sweetie, look for a kick in about an hour. Let's see where we're at. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to be in the same room. Now, if you see your green light flashing on your phone, monitor your phone, monitor yeah. the time. Let the guy know that he doesn't own you. He's not the God of your world. Make him work for it. Be flirty. Right. Our love is paramount. Let's love each other. Let's demonstrate our love for each other. Yeah. And let that motherfucker work for it. Don't just exactly. give in to another man. Don't deliver yourself. Right. And I think when... Damn straight. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, but damn
2: straight. Make him work for it.
0: No way. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I that's that's how I feel. I'm like, if you want this, if you want to get me, you want to get some ISIS, you've got to come up with some game. Just because we're at a party, at a lifestyle party and an event, doesn't mean I'm going to just open my legs for you. Right. So, yeah. So, right. I think you've got to definitely put each other On pedestals.
3: Yeah, let people see that and demonstrate it to each other. A big lesson for the listeners, put yourselves up on high. Yeah. The love will show, and it'll also give people the announcement, wow, they're deeply in love. I can't really fuck with that. I really better step up my game if I want to get her attention and obviously limit your alcohol intake. So take Mm -hmm. us through now. All right, you've debriefed. You didn't butt fuck it, dude. You didn't do anything stupid. Yeah. You didn't, Mm -hmm. however you were going to do it. Did you already have a plan, dude? Like you run your truck off into the river or what?
2: Actually, the night I took the drive, I was sitting by the lake and I thought, well, you know, there's a bunch of rocks here. I could jump in and have them take me down. I could run my truck off the road. I knew I couldn't shoot myself. I I just knew I couldn't do that. So I actually had come home. I was going to hang myself. Fuck, that's man. that's what I was going to do, wow. because Damn. I know once you kick that under you, you, you know, that's it. You're right. You know, you're done. That's really. Um, and I was I was just at work writing the first note I wrote. There were so many tears on it. I had to rewrite it because wow. it, it was just running and in ink. And I was like, you know, I was talking to God. I was like, God, I'm going to kill myself. Don't Please don't send me to hell. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just can't deal. I've made her feel, you know, I made her feel like trash, you know, when she's treasure, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I made her, you know, just, and, and I just couldn't believe it. And now, now I'm, I've never been more angry at her in my life, but now I've never been more in love with her in my life. Yeah, I mean, I, it's fierce now. And I told her, nobody's ever going to fuck with you again. This will never fucking happen to you again. Right. I, and, and if I have to be the jerk asshole. Right. You know, then I'll be the jerk asshole because I'd rather you be mad at me for stopping it than mad at me for letting it go. And now I'm telling her, like, I'm sorry that I didn't do something. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I I was ready. We know where they live. I was ready to go back to the guy's house. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I was but I was like, what good's it going to do? I blocked them on everything. Okay. Just don't want to hear from them. Just don't okay. want to hear from no them. No communication at all with them. No. And now we don't even want to, now we're like, how did we even get with them? I mean, we, right. we think mm-hmm. about it now. We were rushed. Yeah. He was a crappy kisser. She was a crappy kisser. Neither one of them were overly attractive in the face, but they both were fit. They both had good bodies, yeah. you know, and, and they were polite and kind. And even in all this, he was a gentleman to my wife. And right. For the most part, he didn't hurt her. He didn't do any freaky shit that I know of. Mm -hmm. Um, I never heard anything odd. So, you know, really, it could have been worse. Right. It could have been worse.
0: How has this experience changed the way you'll approach other meet and greets or other events in the future?
2: Uh, We will never, ever go to anyone's house unless we are going to fuck. Okay. Uh, Unless we say go in and cause see, I was holding back. I didn't want to do anything till she started cause I didn't want her to think that I could just jump into bed with another woman. Mm-hmm. And then, and then she did, but she was drunk. So, you know, yeah. but yeah, we will never, I said, we will, until we played with somebody a few times, we will never, because we set the tone. We went to their house, told mm-hmm. them they're coming to the house. When she let him touch her and have his way with her from the very beginning, she said, Hey, it's okay. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. it, we're never going to do that. We're always going to say, hey, uh, we're, we have, we're planning to play tonight. Let's meet at the club. Let's meet somewhere. Let's dance. Let's get funky. You know, let's make sure I'm, we're, I'm attractive to you and, and, and make sure I get hard. we I ready to rumble? And when that's ready, we're mm-hmm. always going to meet out.
3: You meet someplace uh, in public. Yeah,
2: Meet someplace public and make sure the night's going well. We have decided that when we do get back to where we're going, we're going to start out with each other. Because we want to make sure the other couple is actually married. Mm-hmm. Sure. These two showed no affection toward each other at all. When he was in the room with us, he never, okay. did, yeah. he never touched his wife, never touched her once. And I was like, you know, they might not even be married. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, from now on, when we go, I'll say, hey, it's easier for me to get going with my own wife. I can be more free with her. I can go right. along, kiss her. She can suck me. I can mm-hmm. hear. So we're going to start together. You start with your wife. And if we look over and they're not doing shit, Mm -hmm. we're leaving. Yeah, You know, I mean, if they have it, because I want to fuck my own wife more than anybody else, but I want to fuck other women, too. But I don't want to fuck anybody as much as her. So it's like if I can't show the people with us that I'm attracted to my own wife, (laughs) you know, so that's a little plan. And that may be something over time that once we're more comfortable, Mm -hmm. we, we may not be all that. Into that, but right now we're just cautious. So right now it's 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 going to definitely be that we want to make sure those two are hot for each other as well. Right. right. Because I think it's cool to switch off in the in the middle of the night. You know, like I said, the coolest part of that night was when we were all in the bedroom together. That was hot, super hot, super hot, and that was the best part of the night.
3: You guys are in Tennessee, right? Yes. So that couple that wasn't showing affection, you're worried that they maybe weren't married, but heck. From those parts, maybe they were brother and sister, dude. Cousins.
0: <laughs> cousins. Yeah. cousins. Well, more, maybe they were kissing cousins. Alabama, co- but yeah, maybe. <laughs> kissing <They're>, cousins. <laughs> kissing cousins.
3: Oh, that's, uh, and you know what? I always have to clarify it because when people ask us where you're from and I say L.A., yeah. I always say, hey, that's not lower Alabama. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Right? Yeah. laughs> that's Los Angeles. my wife is from Anaheim. Nice, oh, nice.
1: yay. Well,
3: man, you guys had some learning lessons. I'm very for happy sure. that you weren't drastic. I think let yes. that be a lesson for the listeners. Please don't do anything Extreme, drastic. Yeah. Don't harm yourself. Don't get too down on yourself because when you take a look at the situation, for example, you guys, what you experienced, Bob and Karen, you are not to blame because you're new. Sure, you both fucked up like we fucked up, my wife and I. Uh, Sure, you didn't have to drink too much. Sure, you could have increased your communication, Mm -hmm. had more touch points. Yeah. But if it wasn't for this advanced couple who clearly separated you and had seemed to have a plan Mm – then it wouldn't have made everything more difficult. Let that be a big lesson. The other thing I wanted to share with the listeners is a little trick that I use. If I'm having a hard time getting an erection, it's happened only a couple times in the past, but I'm going to show you guys right now, if you're having trouble getting your dick to respond, sweetie, would this be valuable data for the listeners?
0: Oh my God, they need to hear this because, dude, over half the time, the guy that I'm with has trouble getting an erection, so right. I think everybody would benefit from hearing okay,
3: this. Okay, so here's a trick. This is also for Bob. Maybe he can use this. I like to carry around a little bit of lettuce because lettuce. I have to coax my dick out. <laughs> I hold the lettuce by the head, just below my belly button, uh-huh. and I hold the lettuce right where the <laughs> meat button is. right. You know, with a concave part where, yeah, it, where yeah, it goes yeah. in, uh-huh. <laughs> and I try to and I try to coach and coax the penis to come out. Yes. Yeah. And so it works. <laughs> like,
2: okay, baby, a little bit of lettuce. Are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> let us, let us have sex.
0: <laughs> so you yeah, always have some romaine lettuce or some something <laughs> like that. You know,
4: <laughs> cabbage. You
0: know. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, I hope you guys found that tip fascinating.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: um, but yeah, we, we really appreciate you guys being very candid with us and allowing our listeners to benefit from your experience, even though, yes, it was hot, but it was also really difficult. So you're still relatively new in the lifestyle being three months in and only had a couple meet and greets under your belt, one play experience under your belt. What tips would you give to other people based on what you've gone through and the conversations you've had with each other since that swap date gone wrong for the benefit of our podcast listeners?
2: Well, and I wish Karen would talk, but I I can't get her to, so I'm sorry you have to keep hearing me. Well, you have a nice voice too.
0: (laughs)
1: It's okay. I'll say that again, say that
2: again. (laughs) Um, First of all, when you meet a couple, if you're not attracted to them, you can still stay there, be nice, have a nice evening, be polite. But if you're not, don't push it. Don't try to find reasons to be with them. Just go on your way. And if they continue to message you, just find some way to let them know you're just not interested. Right. You just didn't click. Yeah. That's Sometimes great, you just have to be blunt and honest.
4: Right. <laughs> That's a great uh, that'd tip. That'd be
2: number one. Yeah. Because if we would have just gone with our gut that we weren't really that, because we both talked, she's like, oh, I'm not really that. I'm not really that. I mean, she's got nice tits, but I'm not really. But we did it anyway. We, mm-hmm. we did it anyway. So that would be number one. And number two, just, God, just make sure you. Fully taught before you go into the situation, yeah, make you sure you know what your wife plans to do, what you how far you plan to go and make sure you have some way to check on each other. If you feel like there's not a way to check on each other, you know, have some way to to do something. Um, and then no matter what happens, realize that you agreed to do it. Yeah. You went into it together. Don't blame each other because right. you agreed to it. It was no more her fault than it was mine. Yes. So we've had to realize that. We're grown adults. We decided to do this and we knew something could go wrong. You you know that when you're going in a situation. No different than a football game, throw an interception, you can fumble the ball. Right. Doesn't mean you're going to quit the game. It doesn't mean you're a bad player. Right. You know, it, it's, it's just things happen. And, uh, you know, we had to go through some hurtful stuff. Mm-hmm to get through this, yes. uh, but I'm honestly telling you, I know it just may sound overboard, but I'm telling you that podcast episode four, especially yeah. possibly saved my life and our marriage because yes. uh, it, it clarified so much for us mm-hmm. to where I knew what happened. That's and deep. listen to this. I've shared this on our site page. Mm-hmm. Listen to this before you play. You guys have so many. I still have so many to listen to. I can't wait. I listened <laughs> to the one you had where you had the, uh, The bull or whatever the guy that was on it talked about. Yeah, he did. You know, women. If if you have his contact information, we'd like it. But (laughs) uh, anyway, he he was very informative, and uh, that was great to listen to. Since that's kind of a situation that we may be looking for, so um, just just be prepared and be prepared for the worst because. Uh, things can, you know, people move quick. I mean, Mm -hmm. and you have to be ready for that. We just didn't, I thought I had about 30 more minutes in that house before things happened. And they happened before I was ready. And I just was playing catch up and just, just love each other, just hold on to each other. And I realized a guy may have a bigger dick than me. A guy may fuck my wife longer or harder than me, but that doesn't mean he fucks her better than me. True. You know, nobody fucks my wife better than me. That's right. You know, it's never as passionate. It's never as great. And I had those feelings that this guy had fucked my wife better than me and she wouldn't want me anymore. I know that's not true now. Nobody's going to have what you have together. Correct. They're just not, no matter how it seems. And so I'm good with that now, (laughs) you know. And I wish my wife would say something to end things. Well,
1: I think I think the main thing here is
2: communication.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk, talk, sure. talk to each other. That's the best thing you can do. Find out what your plan is before you start, before you go in and do this. Yeah. G- give yourself a safe word, or like we talked about, calling each other or texting or right. just saying something that you guys have talked about before you go in.
0: Right. And we, we appreciate you sharing all those tips because I know you're still working through this and you're going to learn more as you go on more dates and whatnot and what you're comfortable with and what you feel comfortable saying or how you would let somebody down, so to speak. So you have some great tips so far. I know you're going to just continue to learn and grow in your lifestyle evolution because you've gone through something pretty hectic. I mean, pretty intense. And you've come out stronger on the other end. And you were mentioning, Bob, that finding our podcast was a bit of a turning point in your recovery, so to speak, from this incident. For people who haven't heard of us necessarily, if they're just listening to the podcast, or if they're looking for a podcast on the lifestyle, what would you tell them about why they should listen to the Priory Society podcast?
2: It just really helps you prepare for what you're planning to do. As far as your leather-bound dictionary,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: that gives you words to understand your experiences that you also kindly share that you've been through that help other people to assess the situation they might be in. Mm-hmm. The party etiquette, a lot of things you shared there that you don't have to, you don't even. You know, people that are in the lifestyle that have never played with anybody else, yeah, but they're still in the lifestyle. Just lots of tips about how to dress proper etiquette, and things to look out for. I think if people listen to this first, they could really save a lot of hurt and make the experience a whole lot better because they're a little more aware of what to expect and how to go to a club, how to be prepared, the meet and greets. I can't wait to listen to more. I mean, (laughs) you guys have amazing information on there and people need to listen because it's going to prepare them and educate them and give them the knowledge they really, really need to be in this lifestyle.
0: That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that.
3: Thank you. Appreciate that.
0: And we are happy that you have gained some insights that have already helped you guys along the way. And that's why we do this. I mean, I think that's what sets our show apart from other lifestyle podcasts out there.
3: Well, I'm happy that you sh- were able to share your story. And yeah. we appreciate you being strong enough. Yes. Wanting to share this because when we were talking on kick yes. and I mentioned it would be great to have you guys on the show he had messaged me right before that saying, we'd love to share our story. Right. I immediately thought people need to hear this oh, yeah. because it's very real and there's just small bumps in the road, but that doesn't mean that you're done. That doesn't mean that the relationship is over.
4: Right.
3: It just means that you had an experience that will make you stronger. Yep. And I'm so happy that it did for you guys. So as we begin the wrap up here for all the listeners out there, you've learned a lot. Uh, yes. Hopefully you, are able to install the learnings Mm -hmm. from Bob and Karen into your consciousness so that you can be aware of these things that could come up when you're out in the dating game and out navigating the lifestyle.
0: Right. And it's important that you realize, yes, the lifestyle is exciting and it's hot and it's sensual and sexy, but not everything about it is perfect. Okay. So you might hit some obstacles. always on the road and we really hope that this episode has helped you prepare for that made you realize okay well some things can go wrong but it's not the end of the world you can still find love even if you've had an argument or a discussion where things got awkward
3: i like what they mentioned Mm -hmm. that if you're not a hundred percent attracted yes Don't feel like you need to play. Exactly. Just because you're at their house or just because you're next to them at the party. Yeah. You need to make sure that the attraction is there. And yes, it's difficult. And yes, you might be taken by the moment and so forth. But there's no pressure to play, guys. Right. I mean, look, you also don't want to look for perfection in others because then- it's going to be a difficult to find anyone to play with because no one's going to be perfect and no one's going to match the love of your life. Exactly. So don't look for perfection, but also don't go to the extreme opposite and fuck somebody behind the Seven Eleven or the circle K or the Walmart, (laughs) just because they happen to be there. You don't have to do anything. Hey, there's a couple there. Let's, Uh, let's go. Fuck them. Let's go. (laughs) Right No, But thank you guys uh, for joining us on the episode. I hope that uh, out of the, out of everything that we spoke about today, Mm The only thing I keep thinking is that I hope that the listeners will use my lettuce trick.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> we might try. To.
2: That's the most important thing.
0: That's yeah. a high concept of the entire podcast <laughs> like little, today.
2: Like a little
3: caterpillar will come out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> It'll come out, man.
0: Oh, so well, Bob and Karen, thank you so much for being with us and sharing your intimate stories and thoughts. We really appreciate it, and we know that our listeners. Uh, are going to benefit from hearing your story and we would love to hear from you guys in the future about how it's going. I know you guys are in for a lot of fun. It sounds like your own sex life is already a lot hotter. <laughs>
3: that alone is yes, worth is. everything. Is. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're fucking and fr- can't
2: it. keep my hands off of her now. Right? That's awesome.
3: You're out there uh, sporting a chub at the Outback Steakhouse
2: <laughs> and, and yes. proudly walked out with it. Yeah, I looked yeah. at her. I said, "I'm walking right out with this fucking hard on. <laughs> I don't care. You, you
0: hang n- a napkin from it. You know?
2: Yeah, man. No. We got in the truck and it was on from there." I just looking for a place to pull over. Yeah.
3: Knocking <laughs> over a couple of blooming onions off That's of people's <laughs> tables on the way out. <laughs> now, would you park in front of a Walmart or like a, a, a gas station? Where'd you end up parking where you had your sex session?
2: Oh, there's a place. I've had my eye on it for a while. And there's a place around from our home that you can pull up behind and it sets up higher and there's bushes and it's all oh. like insurance companies that so they're all gone at night. And so we pulled, we pulled back there and, nice. uh, Oh man. Oh fuck. I mean, it was just, God, it was, Intense. Am- it was amazing. It so was just cool. amazing. That's and, uh, awesome. you know, I mean, yeah,
3: so yeah. cool. <laughs> so cool. So happy to hear that you guys are doing well. Yes. And, uh, for me, that's, that's the most beautiful part Absolutely. that you guys are doing great yeah. and that you'll continue to rebuild, grow closer and experience wonderful things. And I think good call on wanting to experience the lifestyle and wanting to give each other maximum pleasure, maximum experiences.
0: Yeah. I also want to just mention something really quick. Bob, you mentioned briefly that after 30 years of marriage, you felt such an intense connection with your wife after working through this experience. And I want people to know that even if you've been together for 10, 15, 20 years, 25 years or two years being in the lifestyle can really help intensify your feelings towards your spouse. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful thing when you can feel like you're more in love than you ever have been before when you look at your partner in life. So that's that's awesome.
2: I really hope it helps. And hey, thanks for your time and thanks for letting us do this. It It really helped a lot. Thank you. And if we're out to visit her folks in Anaheim, We'll definitely try to make some time to look you guys up and see you if we can.
3: Yeah. It sounds like a wonderful thing. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye, guys.
0: The Priory Society Podcast.